You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Tuesday, June 28th. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. This is Sports Ethos presentation, and if you haven't already checked us out, go to sportsethos.com. You can get some articles, list of all of our podcasts, which we have numerous across many different sports, and a list of our packages. I'm part of the wagering group. You can get our wager pass package for just $15 a month, and you get handicapping on all kinds of sports. Right now, obviously, baseball is primary, uh, but you'll also get some tennis. So if you're a tennis fan of Wimbledon just starting, you can get some great plays there. And quite the deal. $15 a month, you definitely get your money's worth. But I think one of the greatest benefits is our Discord. You can get in there and chat with our handicappers or other members, or you can just look at some of the comments, thoughts, and daily plays that are in there. And to my comment about tennis, if you are a tennis fan, please follow our tennis handicapper, Fish Fisher. He's on Twitter at Fish underscore Fisher, and then the number four. So that's F-I-S-H-E-R and the number four. Uh, handicapping games regulars throughout Wimbledon, ramping it up even more. It's done quite well for us and a great resource for you if you are a fan of tennis. Also, if you're a fantasy baseball or football player, check out our uh, Ethos Fantasy BB Twitter account and for football or Ethos Fantasy FB for fantasy football. Um, we've got a regular podcast daily, our MLB Today show run by Joe Arico. He's on Twitter at JoeArico99. That's O-R-R-I-C-O-99. And JP Sticko runs our fantasy football today. That's going a few days a week. We'll ramp that up, I think, in August to daily. He's at on Twitter at JPSTICCO. So a few accounts, whether you're in the fantasy sports, which I think obviously relays uh, or connects to wagering, but also if you're a tennis fan, uh, check out Fish Fisher. So let's get right at it. Big game in Major League, big slate today in Major League Baseball with 16 games on the go. There was an early game between Minnesota and Cleveland. Uh, started their doubleheader, Devin Smeltzer against Zach Plesak. We're a little late for that game, so I'm just going to skip over that. So the first game of the night is in Philadelphia, where we have, I think, quite the pitcher's duel, actually. Uh, you get righty Charlie Morton on the hill for Atlanta and righty Zach Wheeler on the hill for the Phillies. You can get the road Braves at plus 100, the home Phillies at minus 120. Total here is 7.5, so obviously a pitcher's duel is expected. Wheeler's been pitching well. Uh, comes in with a 1.1 whip, 2.77 ERA, 74 and two-thirds innings, just 18 walks, 86 strikeouts. Morton's had an up-and-down year. He's seemed to write, write it, have righted the ship lately. 
128 whip is a little inflated for what you'd expect from him. 4.84 ERA, definitely inflated. 26 walks and 86 strikeouts over 74 and a third innings. I actually like the Phillies here. Minus 120, I was looking at that line. Uh, Atlanta's been hitting well. Phillies obviously are out. Um, Bryce Harper, their star player, probably for the rest of the year with a hand injury, which is terrible news. Uh, but Wheeler's been pitching really well lately. And Morton's been a little too inconsistent. Uh, I think this game is a coin flip if, if Morton's up to his usual uh, stats, but he's having uh, up and down year. Hence the Phillies on the, almost call them the Flyers. The Phillies on a bit of a uh, favorite uh, tilt there at minus 120. So I would be on the home Phillies in this game. Next game heads to New York where we get the Yankees hosting the dread, dreadful Oakland A's. However, Interesting matchup here because Frankie Montas, the A's ace, is on the hill. And young J.P. Sears, the lefty, is on the bump for the Yanks. Even with Montas pitching, you, they're still plus 165 underdogs. And even with Sears pitching, minus 185 favorites. Total here is 7.5. Uh, you can get the Yanks at minus, on the run line at plus 110. Sears uh, has only pitched seven innings this year, 1.14 ERA. Hasn't given up any runs. So really too early to tell on anything there. Montas has been great. 1.08 whip, 3.21 ERA, 89 and two-thirds innings, 92 strikeouts, 22 walks. I would, if anything, maybe look to the over here. Um, the Yankees can get to anybody, so I think they can put up some runs against Montas. And then if he doesn't go seven or eight, they get to that weak bullpen. And Sears, as much as I don't think I've said this more than once maybe this year, but I could see the A's getting a couple runs, maybe three runs. Uh, against the young uh, J.P. Sears, making his, I think, his first big league start. But regardless, um, not probably a, not probably long for the game. You get to a strong Yankees bullpen after that. But if the A's can put up a couple runs in the first four or five, good chance the Yankees can do the rest and get that total over seven and a half. But the game's a stay away from me. should be an interesting game. Uh, it's always an interesting game with Montas pitching, but especially going against the Yankees. Next game of the night, we are in Washington. And probably the worst game of the night, uh, if we're being honest here. Pittsburgh, you get lefty Jose Quintana on the mound. And Patrick Corbin, you get – pardon me, for Washington, you get lefty Patrick Corbin. Pittsburgh comes in plus 105, and the home Nats minus 125. One of the few times you're going to see Corbin on the Nats favored. Totally are eight and a half, so obviously a few runs are expected. And you can get the home Nats on the run line at plus 160. I actually like, in this game, looking at taking Pitt, I saw them – I think I just gave out the number there, plus uh, 105. I see him up to plus 108. But the first five um, on the money line. I'm going to be on Pitt's first five money line at plus 108. Quintana has not been great, but hasn't been terrible. One In his 70 innings this year, 1.31 whip, 3.6 ERA. He's pitched better at home. Um, but, decent, you know, decent. The ERA is decent. The whip is maybe a little below league average. 61 strikeouts and then the 23 walks in his 70 innings. But Patrick Corbin, if you've listened to my show or followed my plays in a wager pass, has been dreadful. Three and ten in the year, seventy-three and two-thirds innings, one point seven nine whip, six point six zero ERA, twenty-eight walks, sixty-three strikeouts. I just like the Pirates early. Uh, once you get to the bullpens in either of these teams, who knows? And don't really like backing the Pirates in general. But I figure in the money line, Quintana can hold the Nats in, in, in line for four or five innings. So, pardon me, the first half, hold them in line for five innings. And maybe they get the, and maybe the Pirates bats can get to Corbin and the Nats um, for a few runs. So I'm going to be on the Pirates first five money line at plus 108. Next game is an AL East battle in Toronto where the Red Sox 
are still in town. You get Michael Walk on the hill, uh, the righty versus Ross Stripling, also a righty. You get the Red Sox at plus 120. The home Jays at minus 140. On the red line, you can get the Jays at plus 140. Both these guys are having a good year, but I actually lean to Walker here. I think his string is going to come to an end, but I'm going to kind of back him for a while until it does. 65 in the third innings, 1.04 whip, 2.34 ERA, 19 walks and 48 strikeouts. So I'm not sure how he's getting it done, but he's getting it done, and they've got a great offense behind it. The flip side, Ross Stripling has been pitching well for the Jays, but like most of his career tends to be hot and cold, and I don't really like backing him against a strong lineup like Boston. 52 and two-thirds innings, 1.06 whip, 3.08 ERA, just 11 walks and 43 strikeouts. So both guys, both guys have very similar numbers, maybe a little lean to walk on the, on the ERA, and both offenses have really uh, been hit, been playing well. And hitting. So you get the Red Sox at plus 120, the home Jays at minus 140. I'm going to lean to the money line of the Red Sox, plus 120. I'm going to shop around, see if I can get that, or maybe even a little higher. But I'm going to be in the Red Sox today uh, at plus 120. Both bullpens have been struggling. So who knows what we get if either it, once we get past these starters. But I think Waka, if both of them are pitching well, Waka has the ability to go a little deeper in stripping. And he's been, I think, more consistent. So I'm going to back Waka and the Sox at plus 120. Next game of the night is in New York, where the Astros are throwing out lefty Framber Valdez on the hill, and the Mets counter with Carlos Carrasco, their righty. You can get the Astros at minus 120, and you can get Carrasco at and the Mets at an even plus 100. The Astros on the run line at plus 145. Now, the interesting thing here is, so these pitchers come in with decent numbers, lean to Valdez, 87 innings, 1.13 whip. 2.9 ERA, 2.90 ERA, 31 walks, a few too many walks, 75 strikeouts. Crasco 77 and a third, 1.29 whip, 4.42 ERA, 77 strikeouts, and just 18 walks. Uh, but he injured his back, I think, in his last start. And they thought he might be going on the DL, but he didn't. But in his last three starts, he has looked a little shaky. Uh, against these same Astros on June 22nd, two and a third innings, four hits, five run runs, two walks, two strikeouts, gave up three home runs. Uh, game before that against Miami, he actually they actually got the win, but six and a third innings, eight hits, three runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. And before that against the LA Angels, four and two thirds, nine hits, five earned runs, a walk, and seven strikeouts. So he's given up five, three, and five earned runs against Houston, Miami, and the Angels. Miami and the Angels, not exactly strong teams. So he's had a bit of a struggle lately. Valdez has been pitching well. He's given up. Uh, he's only went. He's pitched exactly six innings in his last four outings, giving up three earned runs to the Yankees, three earned runs to the White Sox, who always hit lefties well. Uh, three earned runs to Miami and three earned runs. Sorry, sorry, my mistake. Three earned runs to both the Yankees and White Sox, and then two earned runs to Miami and KC. I like Valdez over Carrasco. New York is not an easy place to get the win, um, but I'm willing to back the Astros at a minus one twenty. Uh, might shop around, see if I can get that a little better. But I like the Astros here at minus 120. Next game should be an interesting matchup. Milwaukee is in Tampa. Brandon Woodruff returns from the DL stint. And the righty hits the bump for Milwaukee against young righty Shane Boz for Tampa. You can get the Brewers at an even plus 100. You get the home race favorite at minus 120. Or you can get them on the run line at plus 185. Woodruff has had... Not a good year, but before he got, he got hurt, he seemed to write, write things a little bit. And I think he had a rehab to start or two where he looked decent. 43 and two-thirds innings, 1.24 whip, 4.74 ERA, 13 walks, 53 strikeouts. So he's doing his usual, striking out over a batter and inning. Uh, Boz has just pitched 13 innings in his young career. 1.08 whip, 4.15 ERA, 
five walks and 13 strikeouts. This could be a pitcher's duel. The thing is, I don't know how long Woodruff or Baz goes. Tampa always tends to baby their pitchers when they come up. So if he gets to five innings, uh, they'll probably yank him after that. And Woodruff coming back, I can't see him going more than five and six, even if he's pitching well. Tampa is not hitting well, and Milwaukee's kind of been up and down. So uh, this game's a stay away. The total is seven. Uh, if anything, I might look, well, I would look to maybe the first half, but you're going to get a pretty, or first half, sorry, first five. Uh, but even that, you're going to get three and a half. So I might look to the under. I see that about minus 112, minus 115. So I might look to the under three and a half. Game in general, I'm just not sure which way this goes, so it's a stay away. Next game is the second game of a double, the doubleheader between Minnesota and the Cleveland Guardians. For the Twins, you get righty Josh Winder on the hill. And for the Guardians, you get lefty Connor Pilkington. My, minus, this is basically a coin flip at minus 110. From what I can tell, total nine. Uh, I see Twins run line at plus 140. Or you can get the Guardians plus one and a half on the run line at minus 160. I'm not going to touch either of those. I would actually lean to Winder and the Twins. He's just been pitching better lately. Um, neither offense has been doing great. I mean, Cleveland's been hitting well in the last month, but in the last week or so, they've kind of slowed down. Um, Winder, 29 to third innings, 1.23 whip, 3.68 ERA, 9 walks, 23 strikeouts. And Pilkington, 27 innings, 1.56 whip, 3.67 ERA, 15 walks. You're walking too many guys in 28 strikeouts. Uh, I just lean Winder. Not really sure I'm going to be on this game. Uh, it's a bit of a, obviously, coin flip of minus 110 either way. So probably going to stay away from it. Next game is in St. Louis where we get Miami. And they throw young lefty Braxton Garrett to the bump. And the cards counter with their own young righty, Dakota Hudson. You can get the Marlins at plus 125. You can get the home cards at minus 145 or on the run line at plus 135. Staying away from this game, I would lean to the cards. I might take the cards if I can get that more than 140. High 130 range. Uh, I just don't like what Garrett's been doing. He's only pitched 17 innings, so 17 two-thirds innings. Hard to really say what he's been doing, but uh, five walks, 17 strikeouts, 1.7 with 4.08 ERA. Flipside Hudson's had a decent year, uh, 75 innings, 1.35 whip, 3.72 ERA, 35 walks, almost almost a walk, half a walk an inning. Uh, which is a terrible number, and 41 strikeouts. So he's pitching to contact, and he's walking too many guys. Just a bit of a recipe for disaster, but I don't like the fish on the road and not really sure uh, I can back them. So might look to the cards, but probably stay away from me. Next game of the night is in Chicago, and we've got the Reds, and their ace, right, uh, righty Luis Castillo on the hill, and young Keegan Thompson, the righty for the Cubs, is also on the hill. You can get the Cubs or the Reds at even plus 100. The favorite home Cubbies at minus 120, or you get them on the run line at minus 165. I think I saw the Reds plus 102 is a number I liked. I'm actually going to be on the Reds here. I just like Casillo over Thompson. The numbers don't necessarily indicate there's a there's much of an advantage. 51 innings for Castillo, 1.14 whip, 3.71 ERA, uh, 18 walks, 49 strikeouts for Thompson. 61 innings, 1.15 whip, 3.10 ERA, 21 walks. So he's walking a few too many guys in 55 strikeouts. Uh, but I think Castillo has woken up a little lately. He started. He had a tough start to the year. And when I look at his last his last few games against the Dodgers, so no shame here. Five five innings, gave up four runs against Arizona. Seven innings, gave up three earned runs. 
Uh, prior to that against St. Louis, six innings, just gave up six hits, one earned run. Washington before that, six in the third innings, six hits, three earned runs. The Red Sox before that, six innings, one hit, no earned runs, 10 strikeouts in that game. Uh, he's been pitching a little better lately, as I said, obviously against uh, the Dodgers last game out, not an impressive outing. And Keegan Thompson, while he's looked good, uh, you know, his last couple, his last game was against Pittsburgh. Before that, against Atlanta, through six innings, two hits, no earned runs. Got knocked around a little by the Yankees, but who doesn't? Point two innings, uh, three hits, five earned runs, three walks. Before that, Baltimore, three innings, five hits, seven earned runs, a walk. Uh, St. Louis, five and a third, five hits, three earned runs, three walks. I just have a little more faith in Castillo. And neither of these lineups are hitting all that well. But on the road, getting a plus price, I'm happy to back the Reds. So I'm going to shop that around a little. If I can get it over plus 100, I'm probably going to be on the Reds there. Next game, in 8-10 in the East, we have the Texas Rangers at Kansas City. John Gray, the righty, goes for Texas, and young righty John Heasley goes for Kansas City. You can get Texas on the road as a favorite at minus 150. The home Royals, plus 130. You can get the Rangers at plus 115 in the run line. This, I don't think, should be a close game. It's just hard to get a number here. Um, so I'm actually going to probably back the Rangers on the run line, plus 115. And if, I, if I can get... Plus 115 or more, I'm going to be on them. And it's simply Gray's. I think Gray's a better pitcher than Heasley, and the bats have been waking up a little bit for the Rangers. Gray comes in 64 and two-thirds innings, 1.18 whip, 4.18 ERA, uh, 23 walks, a little too many walks with 68 strikeouts. Heasley comes in 41 and a third innings pitch, 1.38 whip, 4.1 ERA, 22 walks. He's walking too many guys as well. 32 strikeouts, so he's not really... Striking a lot. I like Gray. He's been pitching well his last three outings. He's been doing quite well. And I simply think that Rangers bats are, are much better than Kansas City. Can't take them at minus 150. So I'm going to jump on the run line here at plus 115. Take a quick break. When we get back, we'll wrap up the rest of the games. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, for the rest of the card, we head out west, and we start in Colorado, where Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers are facing Kyle Freeland and the Rockies, the Battle of Lefties. Not quite the same lefties, but the Battle of Lefties. 
You can get the Dodgers minus 235 in the money line. You can get the home Rockies plus 195. Total here is 11. And you can get the Rockies, pardon me, the Dodgers minus 150 on the run line. Can't really touch this game. I lean maybe to the under 11. Um, I just, it's tough being a lefty in, in against going against Colorado. They, they were, I think, probably the best. I didn't, I know a couple days ago when I was looking, they had the best. Um, batting stats against lefties, but this is Clayton Kershaw. So 45 innings for Kershaw, 0.91 whip, 2.00 ERA, just seven walks, 47 strikeouts. Freeling comes in on the other end of the spectrum, 79 and two-thirds innings, 1.37 whip, 4.29 ERA, 23 walks, and 53 strikeouts. I like the Dodgers, but can't back them at those numbers, not even on the run line. Maybe under 11. I'm seeing it around minus 105, but probably a stay away from me. The next game is the White Sox behind their righty Johnny Cueto and the Angels behind their righty Chase Silseth. Don't know much about him. Uh, his numbers aren't that impressive, but he's pretty limited sample size this year. And Cueto, oddly, has pitched decent. Uh, they don't tend to let him go all that long. And hard to get a feel. I, I, I was kind of fading him at the start of the year to my peril. He comes in with a... 48 innings pitched, 1.15 whip, 3.19 ERA, just 12 walks and 40 strikeouts. Silseth pardon me, comes in just 69 and a third innings. So really tough, tough to get a feel for what this kid's doing. 1.47 whip, 4.96 ERA, seven walks and 11 strikeouts. So walking too many guys, not getting enough strikeouts. But Cueto, in his last few games, has pitched decent against Baltimore. Five and a third, seven hits, three and runs, nothing great there. Against Houston, Seven innings, two hits, no earned runs, two walks, five Ks. Against the Dodgers, six innings, four hits, three earned runs. Against the Jays, six innings, seven hits, three earned runs. A um, couple games before that, he pitched against the Yankees, six innings, six hits, no earned runs, two walks. So not spectacular, but fairly consistent. And I just like the way they're playing a little bit better. Um, you know, the Angels basically, if you can hold Trout and Otani off the board, which is easier said than done. Um I think you have a chance to beat them. So I'm actually going to look at the Cub or the White Sox on the money line here. I got it at one, plus 115, so it's hovering around 110, 115. And I just think Cueto is a better pitcher. So maybe look to the first five, um, but probably going to be on the full game as on the White Sox as the underdog. Next game of the night should be a good pitcher's duel. San Diego's at Arizona. You get lefty Sean Monet on the hill for the Padres, and you get righty Zach Gallon on the hill for Arizona. Padres, uh, this is an even minus 110 on both sides, total 7.5, so pitchers do as expected. You can get the road Padres on the run line at plus 150. You can get the home D-backs at plus 1.5 on the run line at minus 170. Manea comes in 79 innings, 3.87 ERA, 1.15 whip, 28 strikeouts and 8, pardon me, 28 walks and 82 strikeouts. Gallon comes in 71 innings in even 1.00 whip, 2.79 ERA, 19 walks and 71 strikeouts. So I like the Padres. Uh, Gallon's been pitching better than Manea lately, but they've both been pitching well. Uh, but I'm not really sure what side I can be on here, so I'm probably going to fade this game. Maybe a stay away. Maybe a first five under. The problem is it's a pretty low uh, total. You get the first five under four, minus 115. So might look to that. Don't know really I trust either of these bats to get to these pitchers, especially in the desert, um, but probably a stay away from me. The second last game tonight has the Tigers in San Francisco. You can, uh, for Detroit, you get lefty Tariq Skubal on the hill. And for the Giants, you get lefty Carlos Rodon. 
Tigers come in at plus 170. Rockies, Rockies, sorry, San Francisco Giants minus 200. You can the Giants plus 115 on the run line. And the total here is seven. So pitcher's duel is definitely expected. You get Scoobal. Scoobal's pitched well, but struggled lately. 79 to third innings, 3.63 ERA, 1.13 whip, just 17 walks to 84 strikeouts. Those are very good numbers for a young kid. Rodon, uh, the Giants' big free agent signing, 80 innings, 1.09 whip, 2.70 ERA, 28 walks, and 101 strikeouts. Now, Rodon has uh, right of the ship. He struggled for a few starts earlier this month, but seems to get things back, seem to have got things back in order. And Scoobal seems to be going the other way. So in Rodon's last few outings, Seven innings against uh, Atlanta, three innings, one, sorry, seven innings, three hits, one earned run. Prior to that, eight innings against Pittsburgh, two hits, no earned runs. Prior to that, six innings against the Dodgers, two hits, no earned runs. Prior to that, Colorado, four innings, four hits, two earned runs. At Philly on June 1st, five innings, six hits, two earned, uh, one earned run. So pitched well this month. Uh, Skubal, on the other hand, has... I think stumbled, and I'm not sure that this is not a sign of things to come for him. His last outing, June 22nd, against Boston, four and two-thirds, six hits, six earned runs, three walks, five strikeouts. Against Texas on the 17th, five innings, eight hits, five earned runs. Against the Blue Jays on the 12th of June, four innings, seven hits, four earned runs. Against Pittsburgh, June 7th, seventh inning, seven innings, six hits, three earned runs. So obviously Toronto and Boston and Texas have been hitting better. Uh, are, are tough matchups, but he's been getting hit and hit hard. And I think the Giants have the ability to get some runs. So I'm actually on the Giants. I got their team total over four at plus 100. I saw three and a half, which I liked a lot, but it was about minus 140. So I'm going to be in the Giants team total over four plus 100 in this game. Last game of the night, we have Baltimore in Seattle and righty Dean Kramer or Kremer, I'm not sure how exactly you pronounce it. I hear it different, differently in uh, multiple locations. He's on the hill for the O's, and lefty Robbie Ray on the hill for the Mariners. You can get the O's at plus 145, Ray and the Mariners at minus 165 in the money line, plus 130 on the run line for the Rays. Total here is 7.5, so obviously a bit pitting, expecting a bit of pitcher's duel. Kremer has pitched well. Only 21 innings, but a 1.24 whip. 1.71 ERA, five walks to 14 strikeouts. So pitching to contact, but seems to be effective. And Seattle has not been making a lot of contact lately. Uh, Robbie Ray, on the other hand, 90 and two-thirds innings, 1.18 whips, so strong number there. 4.07 ERA, a little higher than what you'd expect from him. 31 walks and 97 strikeouts. So those walks seem to be coming back, and that has always been his Achilles heel. Um, when you look at the recent outings, Kramer has pitched, like I said, fairly well. His last game against Oakland, granted, six innings, four hits, one earned run. Against the Angels for that, seven innings, three hits, one earned run. Against Boston, seven innings, three hits, no earned runs. Um, sorry, that's Robbie Ray's numbers. My, my apologies. So Robbie Ray has pitched well, which in his last few outings, he seems to have turned things around. Uh, Kremer in his last three outings against the White Sox, five innings, seven hits, but no earned runs. Against Tampa, six innings, five hits, no earned runs. Against KC, five innings, four hits, one earned run. So, um, not the greatest competition, but he has pitched well. And right now, Seattle's not going to provide the greatest competition. They're just not hitting that well. And Baltimore uh, seems to be a scrappy team. The record isn't all that great, but playing in the AL East, it's a little bit of a battle for them. So at plus 145, there might be some value on the O's. 
I just uh, think Robbie Ray can go out there the way he's been pitching lately. He has the ability to shut them down, and the O's lineup always scares me a little bit. So uh, this game is a stay away from me. So hopefully you enjoyed the breakdown. Um, a couple team to- uh, couple team totals in there, I believe. Uh, run line or two and some sides. Lots to pick from, lots to choose from in this big slate today. And as always, if uh, before I go, I would like to mention a few partners we have here. One is Manscaped. If you haven't already, check out manscaped.com. And when you sign up or log up for your purchase, use HoopBall20. Get 20% off your order and free shipping. And if you're looking for another sports book, mybookie.ag. Use the code HoopBall on the third page to sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there. So hopefully you enjoyed the breakdown. And if you're watching Wimbledon and you're a tennis fan, you got to follow our guy, Fish Fisher. On Twitter, he's at Fish underscore Fisher and then the number four. Hopefully have a nice uh, night in the diamond watching some games, making some money, and we will chat with you tomorrow. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.